everybody. Welcome to Slip Angle. Uh, I've got Adam on the line here. Uh, it's Friday afternoon. And we're, we've also got Kevin Parlett, who is the multimedia manager of VP Racing Fuel. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey, buddy. How are things? No, com- no complaints, I guess. Sitting here in front of the in front of the race car, talking to you guys about some uh, some grid life stuff. So no complaints. Yeah, yeah you're uh, you're coming to see us on Wednesday, and we'll uh, we'll be at Midwest Festival starting like uh, obviously Thursday night is when everybody comes. Uh, you're going to be selling some fuel on site too, which is something I don't think we've had at Midwest before. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, obviously, I've been racing with you guys for quite some time, um, and have been at all the events. But I just started working with VP, um, I guess, last December. Um, so I've been trying to get them to come over to uh, this little corner of the motorsports world. And I think we uh, have, have started a good relationship here. So I'm excited to, to get out to one of these events with VP. Um, and so we need to hang out with us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I think they might have actually sold fuel at Atlanta one time, but I don't think they were at Midwest. I can't remember now. They did. They um, did uh, a couple yeah. of years ago in Atlanta. Um, it was kind of a last-minute deal. Yeah, um, but but this is something that we want to we want to kind of have a future with you guys. Um, we love everything you guys are doing with GLTC and the Time Attack and all the drift stuff. So we're we're excited as a company to be involved for sure. So I think uh, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, a few number of people know, but um, Grid Life is not my main job, uh, and I have a PhD in chemistry, uh, yeah. and I <laughs> want to nerd this. out about fuel here in a few minutes. Are you ready for that? Uh, that's fine. You're going to go above my pay grade probably, but I'm, I'm, you go for it. He's a multimedia manager, man. We got multiple medias. That's, that's, uh, that's <laughs> way more media than I can look manage. look pretty and stuff like that. You know, I, um, science goes, what, what is science? Yeah. Uh, this is Abe stuff, man. That's not our problem, right? <laughs> but I do uh, have do all the work? tech sheets for you, Abe. If you want all the tech sheets, you can peruse through everything. I want every and, tech sheet and every SDS. Can you please provide those? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> and actually, I, I, it's interesting you say that, and I don't mean to hijack, but do you actually know how VP was started? Uh, this is something I learned recently. No, please the, tell us. The, the original owner of VP, um, I guess when he was a kid, went to Washington, D.C., and his dad pointed out, hey, that's the Library of Congress. Everything you'd ever need to know is in there. Well, when this guy got you know older, he graduated high school early and did something in college, and you know, I won't give you the, the long story of it, but he went back to the Library of Congress, and that was right when all of like the uh, World War II aircraft fuels and stuff, all of it was Freedom of Information Act basically released. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went through there and spent months in there getting all of the fuel compounds that he could find and learning it from the, the military, essentially, off of free, free information. And then turn that into VP by him testing they, they, it with with fellow racers and stuff. They had wild, uh, like wild gasoline engines powering aircraft and stuff in yep. uh, in uh, World War II. Crazy oxygenated fuels and stuff. Yep. Yep. And that was the whole game. It's just you know how much oxygenation can you get? You know, you know, and then all the different blends that they had for the different equipment. Um, yeah. Opened up a whole world. That's cool. That, that's a that's that's something I wouldn't have expected. I no, me me neither. Especially yeah. you know we we all know VP. Who goes to the brand. library these days anyway? Nerds. <laughs> well, especially I I I grew up around there, and you know I I would never have thought about that at all ever. Yeah. Um, I wonder if when you like walk in, you just like walk up to to somebody at the counter, and they're like, "Hi, how can I help you?" And he's like, "Can I get all the books on the fuel?" <laughs> Well, the, well, the, way, the, the, way the, internal, the way the internal story goes, of course, I'm telling this in the podcast, is uh, 
that he got a little flirty with the the attendant at the front, and he and she helped him out. Is, is the way it's. <laughs> Yeah, a little described. bit of winks and elbows to get in the back room to look at the gas map. <laughs> yep, yep. And I actually got the pleasure to meet him a couple of years ago when I was uh, testing the uh, Sierra cars with Cole Palson and those guys. Yeah, because he was one of the investors on that. So he's he's still doing some cool stuff. Is in the he industry. still actively involved with the company? Uh, no, he's not actively involved with the company anymore. No, he's not. Gotcha. So, so what do you guys want to talk about? Now, what are you selling at uh, Midwest? What are you all bringing? Because um, so. At Midwest, like, uh, um, everybody brings all the E85 in the world to Midwest. Uh, Abe's Abe, you, you used to bring like what sixty gallons? They're about yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we used to bring. We would get you know an entire an entire barrel, and then you know a couple more five galloners sent to us. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of bring a good mixture because we're not really sure what everybody's going to want right out the gate. Um, obviously, it depends on which location we go to as well. Um, I wish we were at Alpine because I know that it's hard to find any good fuel anywhere around there. Yeah, the um, closest is like 20 minutes away, 30 yeah, minutes away. So, so we're going to bring uh, some X85, which is the E85, uh, some X98. We're going to bring some of the good stuff like the C16, VP110, um, MS109, MS93 for you know the 93 Octane guys, um, and then MS100 as well. Are you so also probably- bringing some of those great uh, fuel jugs? Because I feel like you'd sell a mountain of those. Yes, we are. So we're bringing the fuel trailer, and that's what we were just talking about. We're also bringing kind of our activation uh, trailer. So there's going to be all sorts of goodies that you guys can get, uh, shirts, you know, jugs, um, our coolants, our state frosty coolants, pretty much anything you can think of um, we'll have there. Um, and if we don't have it, we'll we'll try to get it. So we're going to post, um, I think, either you guys, Gridlife, or, um, or we're going to get posted on some of these pages tonight on Facebook with a pre-order list um, and get an email out as well. Okay. So if there's anything specific anybody wants that's listening, you know, just shoot me a message. It's, it's all going to be on that post um, who you can talk to. Uh, but we got the pre-order form up, and so we can just kind of go from I there. Have a, I have a quick story about those uh, quick fuel type jugs. Um, I, a couple of years ago, was too cheap to just buy the real ones, and so I decided <laughs> that I was going to go to uh, Rural King and buy some containers to do the same thing because you can get them at, like, the farm supply store. Yep. Long story short, I spent like $50 on containers and then uh, came to realize that the the size of the filler neck uh, was too big to actually fill up the Evo. So I had these <laughs> containers that I couldn't do anything with because I had cheaped out and bought the wrong ones. That's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's actually different sizes of around. fillers between like agricultural and you know, automotive stuff. I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. I'm a master chemist. Yeah, well, he's a he's, he's a doctor. Every, I mean, lots of people go to school for seven years. We're called doctors, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Somehow he's on this on on this podcast right now. Yeah, well, you know, we, world. You know, we, we take what we can get. Sometimes we get doctors. I don't know. Somebody's got to push the buttons. I'm I'm swinging hammers like a freaking idiot still, trying to keep this other business afloat at the same time as good life. So it's it's pretty difficult to work two full time jobs. Yeah, it's yeah. a pain in the butt, man. I'm really not a fan. So, well, uh, I appreciate I appreciate it as a driver and as as you know somebody representing a company that wants to sponsor Grid Life. So, I appreciate you guys working your asses off. So. Well, we're, we're almost we're <laughs> almost there. We're we're getting there. It's gonna be a good event. We got a big field of cars coming. Um, uh, should be a little bit less car count than last year on purpose because we ran out of space last year. Um, yeah. But we also lost like 30% of the paddock because of flooding before the event. So I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. Hopefully it's a little bit more spread out and uh, everybody masks up and hangs out and has a good time. I I don't know what it's been like there, Adam, 
but uh, it hasn't rained here in Indianapolis in like two or three weeks. No, it's been forever. Maybe like one night of rain, I think. It's probably been at least a month, yeah. That just means when we all get there, it's going to do its classic uh, grid life storm, and it's going to rip everybody's canopies and stuff. Well, that's true, but well, at least the ground is still dry. In October, <laughs> it's usually just soggy and cold. Yeah, yeah. the ground. at least the ground can swallow the water if it comes. <laughs> so, this is fair. I haven't so, even looked at the weather yet. I, I guess was talking with uh, James Houghton earlier today, and I didn't have an answer about how many spectators will be present at this event. Uh, we're limited. Uh, it's going to be like 1,500, uh, and we have like a 2000 requests for people to come, but we stopped selling because like we're divided up into different zones trying to meet like the law of uh, Michigan right now. Cause every state's got a different law on outdoor gatherings and stuff. So we're trying to follow the outdoor gathering laws and camping laws and everything. So basically we're, we're at capacity uh, at about a 10th of the size. So, but yeah. it'll still be like a lot of people hanging out. So uh, it's really interesting to see, you know, VP sponsors, every type of motorsport, in America, basically. Um, and we go to a lot of them, but it's interesting to see how each different series and each different state has its own different set of rules of how COVID works. Yeah. Um, it's literally like event to event, state to state, yep. like track to track. Like everything is, everything's a hassle. There's no easy button. So you can't we were just at, say, oh, this is the way we did it here. We were at mid Ohio in what, July. And right. uh, for that, it was probably uh, among the more strict places that we've been to. They had, you know, very specific uh, waiver forms that had to be filled out and printed on paper. And like the, the attendant wouldn't, wouldn't touch your paper. You just had to put it onto a stack and then they did temperature screens. And like, anytime yeah. you left, you had to have a new paper. I mean, it was, it was peculiar. It was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But then road America was kind of in between and uh, Autobahn's kind of in between and gingerman's basically gingerman, just uh, more hand sanitizer and <laughs> more masks. So uh, we'll have some of that with us too. We'll have some of our VP hand sanitizer too. Is it, is it just straight up like 93? <laughs> it, it might as well be. Yeah. It's got, it's yeah. got that great uh, racing fuel smell at the end of the day. The, there was one that I, I, uh, I was, I, I was at gingerman for a test and tune the other night and uh, I, I pumped some like cheap hand sanitizer on my hand and it straight up smelled like booze. Like it, I smelled like whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. That's all yeah. a lot of them are. That's all a lot of them yeah. are. It's the same stuff, just, you know, got a little extra stuff added to it. Yeah. So <laughs> don't, you're, don't drink your hands. No, that's, that's, that's how you go blind and cross-eyed, man. Same time. Yeah. So you're building, uh, you're rebuilding your time attack car also. You, you time attacked uh, a uh, G, what, a G35s. Yeah. Just, just um, a glutton for punishment, really. Yes, I am. Yes, and I it am. was a twin turbo VQ for a long time, and now, now single, what are you doing? Single, single turbo VQ. Oh, uh, I thought the thing was twin turbo. No, I think it's single. Okay. God, I, I know. I don't see under a lot of hoods turbo. anymore. So. This is true. Uh, but yeah, so it's, what, uh, what are you doing now? I've been racing this thing since you know basically the beginning of Time Attack in in America, um, way back in the day. Um, yeah, at least ten I, years, right? Yeah, it's been the next year will be my tenth year. Yeah. Yeah, when we started like seven years ago, uh, or six years ago, I think was the first time we met you, and and you you had been driving it for like uh, half a decade already. So. Yep. Yep. And with the same stupid car, like like Abe said, <laughs> I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment for sure. Well, they're strong uh, little chassis. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I love the car. It's you know it's, it was one of those things where it kind of came naturally to me with this car. It was something I saw it across. It was it was just a daily driver, and that's kind of the whole time attack thing. You know it. You have this car that evolves and evolves and evolves. Um, I have no idea which evolution I'm on now, um, but I know that I'm never putting a Nissan motor back in this thing. I'm, I'm no. done with that. After, well, after I think years. that's an interesting difference between 
uh, Time Attack and something like our GLTC series. So Adam and yep. I talk a lot about uh, like progression of drivers. And I feel like Time Attack is the thing that you get into uh, with what used to be your street car, right? So yep. like as a driver, you might have this street car that's modified and then you might, you might take it to some track days and then you do that for a little while and then you might say, well, I want to like compete. And then you start running your car in Time Attack. But it's interesting, like the GLTC uh, uh, field is basically what would happen to a Time Attack uh, driver if you hit the reset button and you said okay well i'm gonna like give up modifying my street car and instead start with a clean slate and build a new car exactly and i'm actually doing that <laughs> as well <laughs> um so we're taking one of the z's that we had um, that i've had sitting around for a while that i wanted to build to an endur- endurance car um, and it always kind of got put on the back burner but after watching all the gltc racing this year we decided that this off season is definitely the time that we're going to build that sucker up and uh we're gonna go the we're gonna go the opposite route of most guys. It's still a Z, so it's still not gonna be great, and it'll be me driving. So you got that going for it too. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna try to do as man. much, as much power driver. as we can do, um, and kind of go that 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 Jimmy Hotown route. Yeah, those things can make like uh, even a stock engine. They can get three hundred of the wheels, like not too much of a problem. Yep, it's got the HR swapped into it. I've got the okay. you know, the, the headers and stuff for it. Um, it yeah. should it should be pretty good. Um, and I was actually talking to somebody about GLTC the other day, and I compared it to a cheaper modern Can Am, like back Can-Am, in the day. Can Am with unibodies. That's yep, because kind of like, it's because like, it's you can do whatever the hell you want. There's only a couple of rules. Um, it's it's the perfect time attack rule set for wheel to wheel racing. As far the as the rules are basically built to encourage like uh, the mindset that because like a lot a lot of wheel to wheel classes they're so restrictive like. It's they're not cars that you'd want to buy, but you might want to compete in that in that. No, series. Gonna, even if it's an open class, you get three or four cars that do well, and then the entire class becomes those three or four cars. Yeah, so it's so like we 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 worked backwards to like okay, how do we keep parity but be able to build like whatever you want, like within reason. Obviously, you can't do yeah. like a twin turbo LS and a Miata. I guess you could if you put like well, two millimeter restrictors on it. But. I'll use Catil as like a good example, um, especially if you follow him on Instagram. It seems like he's he is a top competitor in GLTC, but when I see him building and modifying, I feel like he's building the car he wants to build that also happens to be legal for GLTC. Exactly. Because the rule set's open enough that you can have a lot of fun with it, have a lot of personality in it, which is is really what draws people to Time Attack. Um, You know, it's almost almost always about the cars first in Time Attack. Um, So it's it's cool to see that carry over to a wheel-to-wheel series, and I plan on running both next year, so... Yeah, that would, that uh, that'll be a fun car. I think we've had uh, three or four three fifty Zs uh, with us, and they like in various iterations. Like some had one had arrow at Road America, and he yep. was so- solid mid pack. Yeah, yeah, he was doing like tenth, twelfth, thirteenth. He was looking yeah, good. Yeah, and, and his lap him. times were like right there too. It wasn't yep. he was he was not driving poorly at all. So, yep. um, but yeah, it's it's hard to win GLTC. Like no, there's no you you can't like. Uh, you can't make any qualm or you can't make any claims that like it's uh you know that that there's like a ringer in there because there's a lot of guys right near the top but it's hard to win because there's so many guys uh, and, and it's, there's a there's a good there's fast. a good variation too i mean you get yeah. you got a lot of fast guys but you got a lot of fast cars out there right. and just the tracks that you guys go to are so different um you know it, it lends it lends a lot to different styles for different tracks yeah, we're, uh, we did the rewards weight stuff this season uh, with some testing last season uh, to try to kind of 
balance out like, oh, my car is definitely better at Mid Ohio yeah. than like by race four. The, t- the the podium guys should pretty much be all stuck at a, exactly the same pace because of rewards weight or like the top five, uh, and that's been working really well too. So we're pretty we're pretty pleased with it. Not gonna make a ton of changes in the off season. So yeah, and it's the night races are cool to watch too. That was awesome to watch at Alpine. I'm uh, I'm excited about uh, about Midwest. We're doing kind of dusk races. Hopefully okay. the they, they hopefully they film real well and they're very pretty. And uh, I'm excited about it. So very cool. Um, so what are you doing to the uh, to the to the old uh, Nissan or actually uh, Infinity? What are you doing to it? So I've got it. Uh, just finished painting the engine bay and all that stuff, and re- redid all my brake lines and things like that. Just kind of going through some old stuff. Um, but I am getting it all prepped because the engine is going in tomorrow. Yeah, you're doing uh, you're doing one of them big old V8 boys. Oh yeah, one of those big old LS3 swaps. Um, Molly Pistons and Cali uh, Performance came on to help me build out an LS. I uh, wasn't okay. planning on going crazy with it, but you know how that goes. Um, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing uh, compression-wise and cam and everything? Um, it's it's going to be high compression, high high RPM. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to give any numbers or anything like that yet until I. <laughs> until I know where it's at. But you're um, shooting but for a, some power. I'm, 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 expect, I'm know, expecting it to be naturally aspirated, very similar to where the old setup was with the okay. turbo. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I didn't I'm lose, speculating. I didn't lose you don't have power. to say yes, but uh, most of the high-power NALS motors are about 600 wheel. Yeah. Any more than that, things things don't seem to run very well. Yeah, at least not, not for very long. That. I'm not going any higher than that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Are you doing anything wild oiling wise? Because it seems hit or miss on non dry sumps, and it also seems hit or miss on dry sumps. <laughs> so, with the um, ISR Performances, the company who sponsored us for the, the swap for it, they made a special pan with Canton um, that kind of moves the front sump forward a little bit. Um, I'm going to use that temporarily, probably, because I know it fits. Um, but this off season, the things to address are going to be go dry sump. Um, on that motor just to protect it. And then I'm also going to do the uh, BMW ABS on this car finally. Which is a pretty popular kit to be putting on, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's getting real popular. It's uh, obviously yeah. not as expensive as the Bosch Motorsport setup, but seems no. to do a lot for uh, you know improving brake performance on a lot of cars. It seems to be a really, real, like, out of the box for, like, any normal street car. It seems super flexible, and, like, the programming just works on track, so... Yeah, and it's just um, it's so cost effective too. Um, the, the entire yeah, time I've, I've driven this car, I've never had ABS. Yeah, so um, you just deleted it uh, originally. Yeah, I, just, I just couldn't trust it with the vacuum on the on the engine. Oh um, yeah, every check valve I would go through, um, it would just never never worked. I've tried deleting you know deleting masters and stuff, and or the, deleting the booster. I've tried um, doing vacuum assisted pumps and things like that over the years, and. Nothing ended up really working properly to for the ABS to, to really be trustworthy. Yeah, okay. I, um, I know what that feeling is like on a boosted car when you hit the brakes and you've got uh, that that check valve's not working. It's a scary yep. feeling. It's terrifying, and I and I drove like that for a couple of years. Um, I was doing, you know, not that it was fast, but I was doing thirty fours, thirty fives around Road Atlanta with the brake pedal doing that. <laughs> with brake pedal, you don't trust. Um, well, so, it, so I, I, I finally trust it now, so I need to re- relearn it some. Um, if your you experience was the same as mine, Dustin's it was like year, so you, was you stomp on the brake pedal and you push as hard as you can and the car does not slow down. Yep. It's yeah, that awesome. sucks. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll take my uh, floor mount pedal set that uh, is super basic and five fittings. It's, it's Yeah, very I, need to, I need to go that route. Um, 
especially now that I'm kind of going down another reinvention of this car, that's, that's probably something that will happen. Um, no, so we'll you got to have brakes that you can trust though. Like, like yeah. last year, um, I was dealing with like master cylinder sizing and a set of front calipers that just never seemed to work. Some, is it like the cheapest will wood you can get? And they just like never, they seemed like there was flex and they squeaked and everything. Um, and I upgraded to spoon calipers and got the sizing right. Uh, and there's, man, there's nothing wrong with manual brakes when everything is right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. We've, we've chased it with other cars and, you know, gotten, yeah. it, gotten it way better. So that, that, that Bosch system, that, uh, that, what is that? MK60 system. That's the E46 yep. M3 system. Yep. Um, do they make a kit that's like universal for the wiring and stuff or basically um, a, it, it's, it's a pump that you just add power to and it has the brain built into it and everything, right? Yeah, pretty much. Is, that's my understanding to it. Um, there's a lot of guys who've already retrofitted it to these Z and G chassis. Oh, cool. Um, so there's a, there's a guy out there, um, out in California who's literally already made the kit that literally nice. has everything. That's um, right. He's, and he's already got like a base map set up to it as nice. well. Yeah. That's a, is that a tunable setup then? Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. Cool. Man, yes. and you can get the pumps at the junkyard for like three hundred fifty bucks. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's something I'll do on the time attack car first, and maybe do to the. To Man, the with the way our schedule so works, like if you're legit trying to run hard at time attack and GLTC, you're not going to have time for anything else. Nope. You not need even a mechanic close. So it's, who's like I'll probably, fix pick, all I'll probably your stuff. pick and choose certain events that which which car goes to. I see. Um, right. Um, cause obviously there's certain, certain places that I want to take the time attack car to that I haven't been to that you guys have added to the schedule in the last two years. Well, and if VP is at the event, you're probably going to be working there too, you know? Yes, yes, um, yes. They, they so, won't be at every event, I'm sure, but maybe festivals, especially if festivals get big again. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, so. you know, the, the cool thing is I'm working for a company that does nothing but racing. So they're super pumped that I'm also a racer. So yeah, that's not, not a bad, like, unlike most jobs, it's like not a negative <laughs> Yeah. They're not like, oh, there's Kevin racing, walk a yep. fine line, he's almost fired. Yeah. And it's 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 a weird it's a weird one too, because you know, I was working for myself for so long doing all my marketing things for, you know, small businesses and things. Um but that gets you know, that's that's it has its own set of, of problems. Um yeah. But when you work for a racing company like VP who lives and breathes racing, it's a it's a nice little little added added bonus there for sure. So, yeah, so what live, track have you driven that's been on the calendar that you're like dying to go to? I want to take this car to Road America really badly. Okay. Um, yeah. I've worked Road America for World Challenge and MC races and stuff like that in the past. Um, I've always loved that track. I want to take this car around Road America pretty badly. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, I'm excited that we're going back to NOLA too. Um, I used to, I had some success there with Global Time Attack the few years that they went there. Yeah, they went there a couple of years for like speed and sound event or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. yep. So, I think Austin drove that one time. So. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, it, uh, I hope I hope it uh, gets back. I hope the car gets back together for Nola. It'd be it'd be fun to see you in uh, in the seat again. We haven't seen you in a car in like two years. So. Yeah. Um. No. Not Maybe. not in this car. Not in this car. Um, I, did, I, did play, I did play kind speak of last year in this car. The time attack oh, world did. has kind of gone crazy in the last couple of years. Like. Yeah. It's way, way faster than it used to be. Oh, it's, it's I, ridiculous. I forgot I mean, that you drove Pikes Peak, though. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, like, 2016, when you guys went to Road Atlanta, I won limited class outright. Right. And I had, like, a 134 or 135 or something like that. Last year, what was what was Ferris running? Like, a 126 in something the same like class? That. So, yeah, like, in four that. years, you, you go eight <laughs> seconds different? Well, and I would imagine that if we went back, he would go – Two or three seconds faster still because now exactly. it's turbocharged and has a sequential. Yeah, yeah. And like when I when I won four years ago, there was 
it, we still had the drivetrain separation, I think, at the time. There was 19 cars in rear-wheel drive. Track, yeah, track mode. So there was a ton. You know, it wasn't like it was there was nobody there. Um, yeah. But for, for in four years to change that much in time is just insane. And it's not just our class. It's every class. Yeah. I mean, sure. the, time, the times like Jackie Ding is doing are just yeah. insane. And his car could like literally be driven up the mountain at Pikes Peak to get yeah. donuts. Well, and uh, I I did send him out for ice cream at Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah, like literally a streetable car. He could daily that thing if he wanted to. You know? Yep. Um, but but I, I think the, I mean, the progression of Time Attack, Time Attack, like five years ago, Chris and I were talking like, where's this gonna go? Because we thought it was so fast already with Will and James coming, yep. you know. And it's like I think uh, Time Attack is gonna eat itself. So like, how do we keep it a thing? Um, but I think some of the new cars coming in, obviously, you know, yeah, and new talent it, and new people, there's always going to be development and changes. But I think a lot of the people are still there for the right reason. Like they want to get their personal best. They want to have a good time. They like the events. They like the people. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's what a lot of comes down to. At the end of the day, there's only a couple of guys in the, the 10 years I've been doing this. There's only ever a couple of guys at each event that really have a chance to, you know, be the fastest of everybody. Yeah. Um, so I think the whole thing has always been. Mind ever matter. This is the car that I'm going to build, no matter how stupid it is. You know, G35s are a perfect example. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think uh, something I that doesn't fast, get you know? uh, expressed enough is just how intense Time Attack is for the the individual, the driver. Yeah. Because when you go out and you you try and set a personal best, understand what that means. That is driving on track faster than you ever have before, yeah, and yeah, like that's always going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. It's so different than any other type of motorsport too, because you know, it's, it's people are like, Oh, you're only out there doing one lap at a time. That's not dangerous. Well, at the end of the day, you're driving 11 tenths when you're wheel to wheel racing in like an endurance race, maybe not a sprint race, but if you're in an endurance race, you're not going 11 tenths every single corner. No, you're you at know? like seven or eight tops. Yeah. You're just, you're just managing expectations within those moments and you yeah, know, just trying, you. trying to get through through that each lap. Um, Qualifying is always attack, the hardest part of wheel-to-wheel, and yeah. uh, that's every time attack session. Is, yep. it's, it's, Especially it's how tough close to some of those classes bank. are, too. Like Jackie and, and those guys and Cody and stuff last week, that was, that was just some yeah. close times, man. Yeah, I shouldn't say qualifying is the hardest part of wheel-to-wheel, but it ain't the easiest. It ain't no. practice. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of risk there, an yeah, unnecessary there risk, I guess. Well, I think we I think we did a quick Friday show, and yeah. uh, I'm going to go back to swinging hammers. Kevin's got to build a race car. Yep. Um, so, Kevin, remind everyone where they can uh, do that pre-order with you. So, we're going to get an email out uh, through Gridlife. Should be emailing everybody. I'm going to post it up on to the uh, groups tonight, like uh, the GLCC page, the Track Battle page, uh, the event page, and also Track Midwest. Got it. Um, so, it's just cool. a quick link. Um, and it takes you to you know our pre-order uh, form. You, d- you don't have to pre-order. Uh, obviously, that makes it a lot easier for everybody involved. Um, but we will have enough spare fuel of each type at the event as well. Um, and we're selling them in five-gallon pails and 54-gallon drums. Nice. So, try, well, just trying to make everything as simple as possible for everybody so it's all in one yeah, place. I think uh, we want to tell as many people about it so that they don't feel like they have to bring that 55-gallon in in five in five gallon increments in the back of their trailer if they don't want to. So uh, exactly, you don't need to drive around with a bomb anymore. We'll we'll yeah. have that there for you. Maybe not. <laughs> and and I'm sure your prices will be uh, fairly reasonable. And they don't yeah, have to drive so, half an so, hour to fill up. So so all, so all of our all of our prices are going to be our, our racer our racer discounted prices um, that we deal with any other big series. Um, nice. So we, we should have some good prices, um, better than you'll probably get. You know, equivalent quality for sure. Yeah. 
Well, we appreciate the support, man, and I'm looking forward to having you back as a driver once you get that thing sorted out. So. Absolutely, guys. Well, I'll see you here in a couple of days. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.